This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. James, from the top, three, two, one. Drink bin juice. Drink bin juice. I thought there was a please in there. I didn't think so. Please drink bin juice. Drink bin juice. Drink bin juice. You're listening to Sissy That Pod. It's just us squirrel friends today discussing what I think is a top tier episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season four. Yeah, absolutely. 10 out of 10 episodes. Let's get into it. The award-winning Spice Bags podcast is back with season four. You can expect the same mix of staple chats with me, Dee Laffin, Blanca Valencia, and Mei-Chin, and deep dives into countries' cuisines, conversations with people from the international community of food in Ireland. Look forward to listening to episodes about shopping, about cakes, Argentina, Nigeria, plus an episode to celebrate the launch of our cookbook, Blast Books Soup. So tune in to us wherever you access your podcasts or Headstuff Podcasts. Okay, so first of all, best episode of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, best episode since season two. One hundred percent agree. That's that's my that's my my uh, my feeling. And as good as some of the highs of season two. Uh, absolutely, say. yeah. I, I, I'm gonna say like it actually like spoiler alert, it perfectly formed um, uh, episode. The only yeah. tiny thing yeah. that I would have would have liked if they had changed is I actually would have preferred if all of the queens had stayed for judging. And that then there had just been a winner and a bottom two named out of everyone. Because I felt like it was unfair for the Phil to end up getting the critiques because I don't think they deserved them. And particularly with probably one of the most stunning looks we've ever seen on the runway. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, I feel like they could have like dredged up something to say to Black Pepper and Cheddar Gorgeous that would have been like nondescript. That's it. Yeah, I, I felt that the original arc for this episode was the Phil was going home and it kind of felt inevitable that no matter how good she had done they were just going to send her home and that really pissed me off so when she was safe I was like okay and then maybe it's because baby said she wanted to leave and that's why she was safe but yeah I thought she was really unfairly treated in this episode and yeah that's that would be my only bugbear too but other than that the best reading challenge in the in the franchise in UK's yeah. history, I would say. Brilliant, brilliant main challenge. Is really this, good runway. Great lip sync. Is this great the outcome. first time that a UK reading challenge winner hasn't gone home? Yes, you're right. Yeah. The Oh my god. Come through the stats. <laughs> <laughs> Normally it is later in, in the in the season, yeah. So um yeah, you did right. Um before, yeah, let's jump into the start of the episode and cue the music from Eeyore. Because there's a new pandemic in town and we're not talking monkeypox. Pixie Polite has a bad case of the I need a win-itis and <laughs> it is going wow. badly. How long, how long did you workshop that for? <laughs> Those improv classes are paying off. <laughs> I mean, other people are showing signs. <laughs> Phil's showing signs. John Pierce is showing signs. But Pixie is patient zero, and she's got a bad. Yeah, she absolutely is. I, I kind of felt like this beginning at the end, this sort of, you know, put into context. I did think it was kind of like last week during the untucked bit where 
you know, everyone was like, oh my God, Danny was so good, Danny was so good. And then Pixie got like one moment and then Cheddar was like, yeah, you were good, Pixie, but Danny, oh my God. Like, so I can understand, like, that's frustrating because you did perform really highly. Like, I, like I, I think in this episode, it sort of finally dawned on me, oh, Danny Beard is the Bianca Del Rio. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, she is not one bit phased by any of these queens. She's giving advice. She's sharing her drag. She's changing she's roles. Changing as, roles. As it's like, it's like, she is so fully realized and confident in her own performance. It doesn't matter what the other queens are doing around her. Yeah. And it's, 100%. it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for somebody who is so talented and is such a breath of fresh air for the franchise as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Did we love Rue's puffer jacket? I, I mean, you know, when you've got to present a reading challenge of four, but hit the slopes at five. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real puff tur puffer. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a very... I, I, I do like when Rue takes risks, mm. but I just feel like it's, a, it's so, like, random because, like, nine times out of ten, you're getting, like, a jazzy designed suit yeah and then the the other times it's really you just don't know what you're going to get is it going to be like a wide brimmed hat is it going to be boat trousers is it going to be a huge puffer jacket is it going to be pimp daddy like it is (laughs) you just don't know where where that other dial is going to land there's a real element of you know when there's like a an older person living on their own a bit senile and you you know someone's checking up on them on a regular basis and you're like God only knows where I'm going to find them there today. They could be under the oven, you know, cleaning yeah. it. They could be up in the attic. They could be, you know, walking around naked. There's a bit of that when they can come through that door. Yeah, like, who absolutely. knows what it's going to be? <laughs> I think it looks like, well, Trini and Suzanne did them up. They were like, right, we're going to put you into this lovely long coat to highlight how long you are. But no, it, very unusual look. But I, I do like Rue in, in general in the in the workroom bits in UK feels. And actually, it's brought a bit of back to, back, that back to the US as well. Just like seems real sort of chilled out. Yeah. So I like this chilled out route we're getting. What I want to know is, last few weeks I've been considering, and watching uh, Down Under as well, I thought this too, there's been, there's been a lot of neck scarves. Obviously there's a bit of insecurity around the neck, and you know the neck can give away your age more than your face can. But then in drag, the neck looks great. How can you, how can you zhuzh up a neck like that? I don't understand. I mean, we'll never know. What were Anne Kirkbride's... Uh, secrets. That's a that's a Deirdre Barlow reference for. I'm for giving you a polite laugh because I don't know. Who I know who Deirdre Barlow is, but I didn't get the reference. Um, right, I know you have a you have a difficult relationship with the library challenge. How did this one fare for you? I, you know, I thought it was like it was the low light of this entire episode. I felt you know I felt like it you know it again sort of proves that. You know, I, I suppose reading is a very particular skill and you either have it or you don't. And I, I don't know that, like, it, I, I don't know that we've had, like, a really solid... Like, if you think back to the reading challenge, even in, in like, the all-winner season earlier this year, mm. where you had the likes of, of Jinx kind of just absolutely slaying it, like, it, 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 you're... I, I don't think anyone really made me, like, you know, explode with laughter. There's a couple of sort of polite chuckles. Yeah. Maybe one one or two, like, miniature guffaws. But that was about it. Yeah, I I think I laughed more than I usually do at the international versions of this. <laughs> the thing I laughed most at was when Cheddar Gorgeous referred to themselves as being like a very sexy dolphin. Mm. And like, 
that like to be fair like that wasn't a read that was like a response to a read i did laugh a lot when pixie said that john Burr's first uh first gig was chasing the snakes out of Ireland. <laughs> how did you feel, how did you feel about the pro choice joke I, I I don't like. I guess it's funny. Like I understand in 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 you know in the like yeah. I I thought it was fine. Like I thought it was a bit like weak, if anything. But I mm. also could see like how it could be a bit sort of triggering, as well. Uh, in in some ways. Yeah, like I'm not saying I wasn't offended by it, but it is obviously a dark joke. I just was like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like pro-choice people don't just go around aborting babies willy-nilly. Like I, no. I was thinking. It should have went something more like, baby, based on seeing your performance in the improv challenge, you probably should have been called aborted. Something like that makes more sense. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's still a dark joke and it will still, you know, upset people yeah. who've had to or go even, to terminations yes. and stuff. Something, something like you should have aborted those looks or aborted those, something yeah. like that would have probably made more sense. I, I do think like it felt like for Danny's reads, I felt like they were like... Sometimes you get this where you have a really good idea, but you need to work on it for a while before you can turn it into something that like is kind of, you know, that like is snappy. So like I thought the idea of the Dakota um, and trans mediocrity, because we've heard so much about trans excellence, mm. all that, I thought that was a really solidly fun concept, but mm. it just wasn't quite maybe worked out enough. And the same about the pixie polite and the sexually transmitted charisma. I was like... There was like, there's definitely like a, a really good snappy kind of, you know, unexpected break your back joke there. But I don't think that either of those two ones like really landed the full punch they could have if maybe Danny had like had a bit more time to work on them. That yeah, they were very thinking. conversational in their delivery, but I kind of appreciated that. I kind of felt that's more, that's that's Danny Beard's kind of style, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it kind of like almost set this level of tension to be like, I'm not sure where they're going to go. Is it going to be nice? Is it going to be bad? And then it, yeah, definitely wasn't punchy, 100% agree. But maybe, maybe that's a very American style. I don't know. I have to say now, so this, this is one thing that's been in the back of my mind for a long time that's not relevant to this, but then one thing that is relevant is that I think we need to retire two things from Drag Race now. Two things. I think we need to retire the your first gig was joke line. You know, we've pushed it to its limits now. I liked the chasing the snakes out of Ireland, you know, hometown hero, St. Paddy. Um, but like the Stonehenge one again, I was like, we've heard that so many times. Like every single historical sort of moment has been like, your first gig was this blank. I also need the queens to stop referring to their looks as a love letter too. We don't need that anymore. We do not need that anymore. It's not a love letter too. It is a look that maybe makes you think of something. And oftentimes it bears no connection. Saying, this is my love letter to blonde excellence in 1970s silent film. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the latter, former whatever, but I'm like, it's a nice way, like, if it's done well, like, think of Monet oh, Exchange's trans-coloured uh, tracksuit and, like, Timbaland's. No, it's people saying, yeah. this is my love letter But if letter she says, to... this is my love letter to the trans, my trans brothers and sisters, I'd be totally okay with that. Don't know. I'm over it. I was over it when Shake Relay said it for the first time in All Stars 5. I've been over it since then. <laughs> And it's just done it's been of, over I've, I've already done had done, been done, over mine yeah. with some bin juice as well <laughs> also I kept on when I was taking my notes on my phone I kept on for some reason my phone kept like auto correcting pixie to poxy so <laughs> poxy, Pox, poxy polite is a Dublin drag and, yeah <laughs> well talking about things that I think we should retire 
I think we should retire pretending that Michelle is Barbara Streisand or Celine Dion or Whitney Houston. Michelle, the voice, Visage, are you kidding me? I, no, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. I, I was not gagging. Maybe, <laughs> I'm not gagging. maybe on the smell. <laughs> but no, I, I, I did find that like, kind of like, like I wondered if that was like rude taking the piss because like mm. Michelle's voice is actually fairly kind of, you know, pop star standard. Like, you know, maybe it was just yeah, kind of a bit of a, it's a piss take. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I, I, what I, other thing that like, this is terrible. We're basically like, okay, this is the best episode ever. Here's all the things we need to stop doing. <laughs> but I, I, I do think that's like the, well, I, Pixie did a good job with the kind of, uh, with, with handing out the parts, but I do think that we need to stop with this kind of like, oh, am I going to be the shady person? None of them ever are the shady person. Cause it doesn't act in your interest mm. to like fuck someone over with a part because like giving it the parts out fairly and allowing people have uh, so much as is possible the bits that they will do best in allows everyone to shine worry about your own performance don't worry about everyone else's like we saw a bit of this with with pixie kind of like landing herself with the lead role and then sort of realizing actually that it's not something that she'd feel totally comfortable with i, I like was able to, to swap with danny but i just was like this kind of like you know having to have the talk and i was like oh am i going to fuck everyone around or am i not it's like no you probably aren't because no one ever does. but like she did the exact opposite she was like oh will i be shady will i fuck people over and then like totally forgot to think of herself i know i know <laughs> let me diametrically oppose what i just said i'm going to do yeah i don't know i mean like remember season two Ellie Diamond kind of threw people off in terms of how she laid out the order and that caused drama from Lawrence and you know I don't know but I think but I think it's like it's it's short-sighted because if you see in that thing like Ellie Diamond was dealing with that drama for like the rest of the season yeah. and it's sort of you know True. like it ended up becoming like kind of a because it's like you know we're a sisterhood we're all here together to try and work do the best thing we can do and so like actively choosing to try and screw over one of your sisters is going to make people question whether they can trust you. And then you see, like, it's quite, like, within the workroom, apparently, well, from what we've seen from from Danny, and we can assume from other people as well, like, there's a lot of assistance and help given. Mm. And if you're going to start, like, throwing people under the bus, then I think, you know, people will be like, okay, I'm not going to trust that person. Maybe I won't kind of lend them something if they're looking for it or, like, whatever. Anyway, the roles as they were given out, I thought were quite good. And I'm glad that Dakota didn't get the Rochelle... Uh, yeah, cockroach in the end. In yeah, the end, I think so. I agree. Um, can we have a little moment to just comment on the chemistry between Giovanni Panice and Danny oh. Bird? Absolutely. I almost got I mean, a boner that, watching it. It was so. Good. That's the. That's the. That's the. Um. That's the. The, the next pairing I want to see. Yeah. I mean, well, Giovanni has his gay partnership, but Danny Danny Beard and Drag doing strictly with Giovanni would be quite a sight, especially wearing that look from the runway. <laughs> dancing the Paso. It's Danny Beard and Giovanni Pernice and they're dancing <laughs> on to two. Hot plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, Giovanni on the show. I thought he was like, you know, like, I don't know. So sometimes I think the, the choreographers come in and they're like, fierce, fierce, fierce. I need to be fierce. I need to be making these queens suffer. I need to... But Giovanni, obviously, used to, like, working with amateur dancers over years on Strictly, has, like, a really good way of... It seems to be, like, a positive way of kind of, like, you know, not worrying anyone mm. about the kind of, you know, the, 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 their, their abilities and trying to, like, push people to do better. And I thought that worked much better than the kind of, like, 
the shade rattles of like one person missing a step here or someone falling over. Like, I, I don't know, you just kind of like, and even with the singing, it was all very positive in yeah. the way it was setting everyone up. And I don't know if that's because they were ultimately like, well, the show goes really well. So we want to sort of show this as like building to a crescendo of like a super excellent mm. performance. But I enjoyed it. And I just think Giovanni is so attractive. He is. And I don't know if this is my internal homophobia, but for someone like him, like a straight Italian, I'll be honest, you know, dancer who's incredibly good looking, a ladies man. I did not expect him to be so at ease and playful with queer people that he was, you know, and that's probably my own prejudice coming out there 100%. But I was so happy to see that he's happy to yeah. be like, I love you too, you know, you know, and kind of a flourishy with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really appreciated that. No, me too, absolutely. I, I haven't been watching the new season of Strictly, so I missed his Hakuna Matata um, nightmare that uh, <laughs> happened a couple of weeks ago and him, like, going out. Like, but it, like, it, it is, you know, kind of, it's great to see someone, like, a straight male who's so absolutely confident in his own person that he can have fun with mm. a group of people who just want to be able to kind of like have a bit of a laugh and a joke and you know kind of knows that there's yeah anyway it was nice to see and yeah. Danny and Danny and Giovanni would be my dream pairing for Strictly next year okay. or the Christmas special actually yeah. dressed as Christmas trees there you go Drag Race to Strictly Come Dancing uh, yeah no I agree let's get in will we do the musical and the runway together just go through each of them their performance and their runway look and yeah or do you want to yeah okay yeah let's do that let's do it because I also took down the uh, order of the runway wrong. So this will help me too. So the first person to speak was Pixie Polite. Uh, and that sort of, what was the name of the role? Lick Van Dick role. I think they did a good job. Like I definitely think they had stage presence. I thought they really committed to the character. It was. I, I don't know if that would ever have been a winning role though. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel if Danny had done it, it would have been. But... Um... Yeah, I, I I enjoyed them. I, I thought, like, because the, the, the feedback they gave to, like, LeFil and to um, and even to Baby was a little bit like, oh, you felt a bit hesitant. Like, I actually felt like Pixie felt quite hesitant throughout their okay. performance. In, in Like, sort of, I, I don't know, like, that role is so, like, like that role within Mary Poppins, that whole, like, like, all, like, so all over, like, so, like, bigger than life, like, bigger than anything else on the screen. And I, I felt like, you know, Pixie, like Pixie didn't necessarily kind of bring it to there. Like, was kind of, like, always, like, a background actor, even mm. when they think they were supposed to be kind of, like, you know, really... I don't know. So I, I felt there before... So initially, I had Pixie... Like, when I was like, okay, when they sent the two queens back as safe, I was like, I, I had Pixie in my bottom three. I assumed okay. Pixie was in the bottom three. I assumed that it was going to be... Um, Pixie, uh, Baby, and Dakota in the bottom, and that LaFille had surprisingly been in the top. That was my 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 reading of it initially. So I was kind of a bit like surprised with all of the the, the positivity heaped on on Pixie. They didn't like no one did badly on this. It was excellent, but it just felt a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, I would say Pixie was safe for me. I think also by nature of the role, because they kind of are there and they open it up and then they come back. They don't really get their full moment. They don't get like a full song yeah. to themselves. They share the Bin Juice song. They kind of do this and that. So they were kind of like the, the thread throughout, but didn't get a moment to shine. So I guess that is yeah. difficult for them. But I know I, I felt like even the little bits of chasing Cheddar off the stage with the sweeping brush and stuff. Like I just yeah. felt it was really committed and I appreciated 
that and I kind of felt I looked at them and I was like I know that's pixie polite but if I had walked into the room and saw them I don't know if I would yeah. be able to pick that out as pixie polite yeah okay I'll 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 give you that did you enjoy Tracy Turnblad I did I thought it was really like it's interesting I suppose with these these runways because like they can go like a number of different ways and that you can kind of try and reinvent the wheel like say John Bruce did or you can like elevate like or you can like really turn something on its head like the Phil did or you can just give a straight up exact this is what this was mm. and, and like that Tracy Turnblad was like Halloween costume excellence like it was perfection I loved the little reveal but not drag is that what you're saying well, I mean, no, it was it was definitely drag, but it just was kind of like when lined up against all of the other things, I was like, this would be in my l- less favourite of the the looks we're looking at, purely based on the fact that it is just like a replicate a replica of something rather than like having mm. something new or not as like much of a point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The hair kind of annoyed me. You could really tell, like, red as plastic across the room. And that kind of annoyed me. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up was Dakota. I'm, I'm doing it in order of when they spoke first. So that's how I wrote them down. Um, this was this was the weakest, right? Yeah. But it, I mean, the, the weakest in a very strong lineup. And I know like it's actually interesting. Like I, I was glad that Dakota basically said like, yeah, no, it, it's great to be the worst of an amazing group. And I'm still the worst. Like it, it was refreshing to have someone kind of like you know you, you don't have to always like go into that like toxic positivity of like oh but we all did so well it's like no but i'm still in this lineup the weakest person i thought that she did really much 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 better than i had anticipated her doing i really did enjoy watching her i i think that she is like captivating and beautiful to look at i like and, and i do just think like she obviously doesn't have like that's not a skill that's in her wheelhouse but even the fact that she could turn it out at the level she did is really impressive but absolutely like she was the one person you were certain was, was going to bottom. be in the bottom two yeah yeah the best moment i think was the was the joint death drops i think that was the best part for both of them yes absolutely uh however i loved her funny girl look i thought it suited her so well uh, you know that's a classic beauty is her wheelhouse and I thought it was a great way of, of choosing a strength for her within the sort of West End wonders theme completely and, and this is the thing I think is kind of if you look at say like like Pixie Polite was very kind of on the nose like obviously what Dakota was giving was 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 close to replica as well but it was just like elevated in small ways it was the hair and just the way she carries herself as well like I, I just felt like that she was giving this kind of like she was embodying that character in in a way um I I absolutely love that look I thought she looked so 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 stunning like just so stunning yeah because I think the the Fanny Bryce look is more beehive I think the only one yeah. girl so she definitely changed up the hair to be more Dakota yeah so there definitely was her own stamp on it yeah. Uh, Baby then was next. And in the uh, session with Michelle the Voice Visage, Baby was, or she was like, but you know, you know who you're giving? You're giving Britney. And then when I heard the reference track, it was like Christina in the back. There was like, oh, these Christina runs and stuff. I was like, what? what's going on here? I, I got confused by this as well because like, I got it in that obviously the like the the track was like a, a sort of a play on work bitch kind mm, of maybe like it's in the, the the idea of what was being talked about but yeah like the actual i suppose the, the 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 way it was put together did feel much more like a kind of a christina sort of feeling and also like telling someone who obviously is a really fantastic singer 
kind of, oh no, don't bring your own spin to this. Like do a Britney impression. Like it's like, you know, I kind of, it just, it, that annoyed me a bit because it felt like, first of all, like, like I actually really enjoyed probably of all of the like little like solo singing numbers within the 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 the, the musical i actually probably enjoyed hers even the most like mm-hmm. i thought that she was really good she had that chaotic she was like the whole like bit with the two twins was giving me like very like angelica's mother from rugrats it was all you know i got I miss it. hannigan that's that was yes. my vibe yeah but but i i i think the kind of you know for, for as many people as they kind of said tonight like oh we needed to see your spin on this we need to they actively said in the rehearsal, oh, don't give us your spin. Do a Britney impression. But do a Britney impression over a track that's not really a Britney track. So yeah. it all like felt a little bit disjointed. <laughs> and I can see why she was probably stressed out being like, what am I giving? I don't know. Yeah. It's just brief. It's unclear. I, I have to say that the gas was one of the things that I found like very like refreshing in the way that they handled it, but sad in the way that it kind of worked out. Because... Baby is has was like one of those queens. Like when the the cast was announced, like there was the most excitement, or mm. like among the most excitement for, excitement for them to be on the show. They are so fierce. Their performances, like, like I I loved as well that like we've seen obviously people decide that they aren't going to compete in the lip sync and they're just going to walk off. I liked that she was like, no, no, I'm going to come and shit on this, and I'm going to show you that I there was no way that I wasn't staying. Yeah, and now the choice is mine to leave. You know what I mean? Like I. I really, I was like, that was that was brilliant, and obviously, and even then, the way Rue handled it, because Rue in the past had been very like, this is an amazing opportunity, how like, but for Rue to be like, no, go and look after yourself, like it's, we all have had times where that anxious voice gets into our head and prevents mm. us and like stands in our way like a like a like a barrier, and sometimes all you can do is is step away and look after yourself, and it was good to see her choosing to do that, but very sad and very hard to to see her go. Yeah. Also, that that the um, and outfit. The Angeliette, I, I I hadn't been familiar with that, and I wasn't loving it. It was down there with Pixie as my as my. Oh, um, I, I liked it. I mean, I don't know the reference, but I haven't seen the the musical. I think it's only a new one because it's all Max Martin music. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so I didn't get the reference point, but I I appreciated it, like the sort of Shakespearean denim look. I liked it. Yeah, okay. 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 Uh, Black Peppa again I felt a tiny bit weak enjoyed the death drop I liked when she got her chance to say lit AF I felt that really you know made her clearly the better of the two uh, I also think she was more committed to the role and I think she's easier to watch in those roles so definitely yeah. the safer of the two but you know I think there was an argument to be made that she was you know low but safe yeah, I mean, if you think back to the the musicals of musical past, like there often is that kind of like duo role, mm. and I do think it's kind of like it, it is like even if you go back to kind of like the the season six one where where it was like Gia Gunn and Darian Lake were both doing the clowns and Darian ended up in the bottom and Gia didn't even both kind of had given more or less the same. Like, mm. I think it's like you come down to like I don't know it it it, it doesn't feel fair when both people are given like quite a small part. And, and like both do well with it that you would then say even though both of you did about as well with it we're going to let you be safe and we're going to make let we're going to put you down I didn't didn't yeah I felt like there could have been an argument that that Black Pepper could have like had positive but low critiques and then been safe yeah yeah I think so also I, I've started to see every time Black Pepper is not in drag with the hair out I'm just seeing Hey Arnold <laughs> <laughs> did you like the lion king look i mean 
stunning. I know it's stunning. Kind of, it looked great, but it was very literal. Like I'm gonna put I, a lion on my head and call it Lion King. But that's like what the Lion King performance is. Dude, like that yeah. is like like that is like that's like I mean I, I know I just give out about like Tracy Turnblad and you know it is kind of like well why is it that you hated Tracy Turnblad but like for both yeah but but Danny the Tra- was a t- <laughs> it's it's an adaptation of a TV or a movie that they're doing rather than the West End whereas this is the West End interpretation of the movie so I think you've it's it's not the same. Yeah, but also like you're not walking into like Mr. Costume and buying that look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is that's an expensive look that lots of thought has gone into. And I thought she presented it really well with the way she was even like walking and like embodying it on the runway. Like I mm. thought she was, yeah, I thought she looked looked stunning. Uh, Danny then as the title character, like let's just go to the runway first actually because we've both been kind of over the minds that we're kind of getting a little black leatherette every week so this was such a change for her oh my god and and right at the right time and excellently executed one of the best looks of of uk i i mean i i would put that into like that that is one of those looks that will transcend into like best looks ever on drag race Mm. like even the like the fact that the the there was like the puppetry built into it so like the the thing could actually the the, the venus flower trap whatever the, yeah. the that that flower is is able to was able to kind of like be animated like I, I, just the dedication to i, I don't know i it's beyond words it's one mm. of the best things i've ever seen on drag race like it's in the same category as some of those like super kooky queens like our you know crystal method and 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 yushika queen who've brought like some insane looks to the runway and just like you're like where did you even think you're from but it's coming from a queen who has been so like one note on the runway up until mm. now so like it's just yeah I, it was amazing it, it really gave me um asia o'hara's tweedy bird very much that yes very much that like it was an excellent execution of such a such a well-established yeah. image you know i mean tweety bird is probably yeah. more iconic than than is it audrey too but uh yeah and then i mean as soon as she opened that door i knew she'd won like just such great dedication to the character you could watch a full 90 minute show of her with her um yeah brilliant and the thing is I know how well she sings and she's still holding back and you look at her and you're like you are head and shoulders above the competition right now you are amazing and I know you have more in you yeah no I absolutely loved it the whole thing was bonkers and insane I mean no part of that is down to like what was given on the page but it's like Rue said it's like she was like here is the part and she's like okay I'm going to give full on Kerry Katona cash lady fast cash for fast lives insanity <laughs> to to this as well like and, and the campness and like it was just I don't know yeah like it, she is the, the best queen that has ever been on Drag Race UK like Bimini who like ooh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah just brilliant no notes now John Purse where are you in your relationship with John Purse this week was a good week for international James Jumpers relations. Okay. Um, I found Jumpers to be like a bit charming, even, I would go as far as to say. I enjoyed the performance. I thought the look was a bit of a mess, but you know, here we are. I liked the look. Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's the mm. best. Well, I did like Rain Spencer. Like, I, I thought Michelle was a bit unfair. Like, it isn't, you know, 
finessed to the nth degree. But like as an avant-garde interpretation of singing in the rain, I thought it was a very clever, clever. Thing. I could see what I could see what Michelle was saying because like it was like the the fact that like the the course like ruffle box on one side and then not having it on the other like there was there was like a thing like it was a clever idea like even if I you know rather than having the kind of like you know part the having carpet just like to have done like a gown out of that like plasticky kind of rain mac material would have been kind of you know mm. probably a bit dazzling but anyway I enjoyed her throughout the episode I I genuinely kind of was like okay I'm glad you haven't gone home so far you she she was charming in the talking heads i thought like it looks like she adds a lot to the actual workroom that people get on with her and, and i did think her performance was really really good like that bird lady part i have no idea what it was or why it was supposed to be there but i thought she did a great job of it and i i had to say fair play to her <laughs> when t- when Giovanni was like, just show me what you're going to give me. And like, just make it desperate. And like, I'd be cringing so badly <laughs> doing it. And she like, took it in her stride and she committed to it. I think that's why she did such a good, good uh, role in the end. Like, you know, the thing she was coming yeah. out with, the kissy, kissy, coo, coo. Like, maybe that was in the script or whatever. But surprisingly, very good. Yeah, completely. Yeah, very, very good. The best she's been all season. Yes. But and I, I actually would go so far as to say I think that for most queens, this episode was the best they've been all season. But someone I would disagree with you with is next up, Cheddar Gorgeous. Yeah. I loved the look. I didn't think it was... I, I would have probably had Cheddar in the bottom, even though I love her. Yeah, I, I have been sort of like... I was having this sort of... I suppose because, say like going into the like going into the competition like Cheddar Gorgeous has been you know like Danny Beard is a well-known drag queen obviously but I think Cheddar Gorgeous there is more of a kind of a a mystique about like kind of there is a sense of well here's just like intellectual like has been doing this through the activism world for 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 for, for decades and there's a little me now that it's kind of wearing a bit thin like there's kind of this like old dame sort of energy given off that I'm like not mad about this and I kind of like, I really would need, I need Cheddar to have like a moment of brilliance that like is undeniable in the next episode or two for me to be really like, okay, yeah, like this is why you're deserving all of the praise that, not why you're deserving all the praise, but like to show that she she can fit into this competition. You know what I mean? I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I, I'm from a different point of view. I, I really appreciate her. I, lo- I like her in, a, in the workroom. I just feel she brings a totally different energy to it. I think she's an yeah. incredibly unique person, to, like character on this show. I really loved her look. I really loved that she changed it up. I was getting a tiny bit bored of Alien and Laganza every week. And I felt this was yeah. a totally different vibe for her. I think it came at the right time. I- loved this Hedwig look yeah I do think that the like the the hair could have been more precise if I'm going to you know nitpick why mm-hmm. not it's what I'm here why to not? do but um are you saying there was I, nits I, in her hair you're gonna pick them out yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but no I I do think like actually like you know of, of like Hedwig is not like as like probably you know among the 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 very few mega 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 successful drag based pieces of art Hedwig is probably the one that you kind of see represented the least mm. in drag race and it was good to, to have that in there like you know it's it's a brilliant musical and it's it's really enjoyable and you know I, I like that look I did find her performance in the 
the the actual mu- the actual rusical just a little bit sort of like I, like the word I've written here is competent you know it's yeah. like it was competently done and competently delivered but it wasn't kind of you know transcending like some of the the, the performers today did on the topic of competent though I think that's a very apt word to describe LeFill's performance because I think you know it was there I think she hit every beat I think Alan was probably right when he said you don't feel it in your heart I think that's the same with Cheddar Gorgeous as well and I feel I feel bad the same way Alan yeah. did but I don't think this deserved to be in the bottom I just was like I could just see it coming and uh, I think it was like very well executed and it's just like this you're either going to be in the top for this role or in the bottom there was no safe because it became such a pivotal part of the yeah yeah yes uh and i kind of do understand where like where alan was coming from like i keep i always reference back to this kind of moment from the simpsons where like the various mafias are assembled outside their house and there's like one guy standing in the corner who does hasn't done anything and homer's being dragged he's like i want to see what he does i want to see this and i get the sense what they feel like i'm kind of really enthusiastic because i feel like that they can i feel like there's something that they can do that's going mm. to like blow me away but they haven't really yet and it is getting to that stage in the competition where if you haven't like laid out your wares you do start fading into the background yeah. because other people are performing at a level particularly in this group either in terms of being amazing at the performances or giving so much and talking heads or just like being a presence on the show and the Phil like kind of ha- has, the Phil seems to have everything mm. to be amazing, but it isn't just isn't quite connecting. Yeah, it isn't shining amongst incredibly dazzling cast, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The King and I though looked great. But oh like, my god, it was beautiful. incredibly detailed and immaculate presentation, and just kind of kept going. You know, there's layers yeah. and layers to it. I think the. The sort of the face makeup, was yeah, and the diamonds and the bejeweled element of the face and stuff, yeah. That no, it was that was absolutely stunning. And then like when she like kind of pulled away the cloak and like there was the kind of the stone bodice underneath, like it was everything was so like polished. Mm. It was gorgeous. Also, uh, last week, Ex Anthony confirmed what I had suspected, which was that they are non-binary and that's how they identify. Um, and I was surprised that I thought they could be going home without having that non-binary chat in the mirror because they haven't even established it yet. And kind of just looking at them, I was like, I wonder what their gender identity yeah. is. And I'm disappointed because I'm pretty sure Alan misgenders them while doing the critiques. And like, I don't necessarily blame Alan because maybe Alan didn't know. But I think the fact that they left in that he pronoun, I thought was pretty shitty of them. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was all I did because I I noticed that it sort of like landed with a clank. But mm. because first of all, you just aren't like you're just used to the pro, to the pronouns used on the judging panel always just being she. Yeah, like just always being she. So it's it was very unusual that that like that 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 uh, that, that I sort of slipped slipped through and very unfortunate if it happened to slip through in reference to a non-binary performer mm. uh, who who would use other pronouns. But yeah, so it's uh, yeah. Um, I'd be interested to hear more about that. Like, and actually, I've been like, we haven't. Because there are a few things that I think that like that that Lafil would be able to bring to a conversations in those mirror moments, particularly around kind of the like masculinity and and um, traditional masculinity within like Chinese culture and sort of how because she mentioned at the very beginning in like one of the earlier episodes about how difficult it had been for her as a sort of a fairly femme 
male presenting individual within the Chinese culture to be able to sort of thrive and flourish and how there was an expectation that she should have her hair very short and very traditional but mm. it had always been so and so it's like this is something that you'd like to hear more about yeah. because it, it, it is a necessary something that's been talked about before so hopefully I, I feel like Lafille having made it over this bump possibly only because Baby chose to, to, leave. to leave themselves could give us a really good snatch game yeah I have I have a feeling that they'll be good at that yeah definitely um, and like to be fair like you know we've we've sipped up in the past and had guests who've used their own pronouns and hadn't corrected them and stuff like that so look it does happen but it, you know it's important yeah to always try it to be is, better yeah, yeah absolutely uh, so that brings it us is. to the tops and the bottoms so the tops are Pixie John Pruz and Danny and the bottoms are Baby Dakota and LaFail if this was James O'Hagan's drag race who would be in the top I, I mean I I suppose for me D- Danny and John Burs were the two that stood out the most so I probably would have said they were my top two mm-hmm. I, I feel like as if there was a lot of people who were kind of like floating around in the in, in the ether that could have been in that third place for the bottom I probably would have had Dakota baby and and I was putting Pixie in the in the bottom there as well so this is by that estimation on the, the six people on stage the Phil would have been on the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's funny. Like I watched Baby's performance, I was like, "That's pretty solid. She'll be safe." And then by the end of it, they had kind of convinced me that Baby probably did deserve to be in the bottom. Mostly, also because I was like, "Lafille does not deserve to be in the bottom. Don't put her there." But I know you're going to. That's what where I was in my head. So I was kind of happy to see Baby in the bottom because it wasn't Lafille. Yeah. Um. But I was like, they're not going to send Dakota home. I just like, you know, maybe in that moment they had planned to send Dakota home, and then she went on to to you know get to the final four or something but for me she's had a final four edit from the start yeah i i feel as if now and i know like and you don't necessarily want to pull back the curtains too much and and see the the workings going on behind, but i would feel like the expectation or the plan had been that lafille was going to be in the bottom two with dakota, dakota that, would send her home. that that dakota would send her home but i think that based on the way it all worked out like based on the way the conversation like I, I feel like baby spoke to a producer and said look I need to leave this is like causing me mental anguish then that conversation was had and was like okay and then they, they put her they arranged to put her in the bottom two so that she then could say I'm gonna go home because even like the way that Rue handled it with such like sort of like magnanimity 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 magnanimousness Mm. anyway it felt very much like it was kind of maybe something that was a little bit kind of pre-arranged so I think that while it appears like Dakota dodged a bullet this week I think it's actually LaFille who dodged that bullet uh, yeah I agree I agree definitely uh, the lip sync song was No Way from 6 the musical I had to look that up afterwards because it was on the screen for I'd say 0.8 of a second I don't know why it didn't sound for that long and I haven't seen Six, so I didn't recognise it, but I loved the song. I thought the song was great, and I definitely want to go see Six even more now. Yeah. No, absolutely. I am very excited to see Six. It's one of those musicals. I have friends who've been like trying to get me to listen to the soundtrack for a very long time, and now I'm like, oh, perhaps I should have listened should. to you three years ago, Stephen Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, the, the, guts, the guts of the episode, I think. Baby Leaving is is an interesting moment it's a bit of a gasp moment i think and i think yeah it's a good way for them to leave on their own terms and she'll be missed hopefully she'll have it in her to come back for uh, an all-stars 
I, I, yeah, it feels like that would be like it. It feels like the 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 trajectory is that they'll be back for for another season, and I think it was also good. I suppose like in in a time where we're all told to take our mental health you know much more seriously, mm. and in the past the show hasn't been great about queens who find the competition tough. Yeah, you know it sort of has blamed them for not being able to hack it. So you know I I think it's it it's 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 positive developments. It, Sorry to see Baby go, but she clearly was kind of like spiraling. The last couple of weeks, there's been some sort of manicness behind her eyes. And hopefully she can come back and slay uh, an All-Stars or a Versus the World or, a, you know. I think she's drag. better than a Versus the World, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't we'll see what Canada Versus the World is like. I think it's an exciting cast, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. The first one didn't leave me gagging. No, did not leave me gagging either. So that's it for this week um we got our tickets for drag con during the week so we will be there if you are going let us know it'll be exciting uh we'll see who we'll see will we bump into serena chacha again will james buy another wig i mean who knows possibilities are endless well i won't be buying a wig from serena chacha after the bad press you got from asia Hara. yeah you know <laughs> i can go up to asia Hara and be like same girl <laughs> that, that 20 year that 20 and she'll year know wig, exactly what you're talking about you don't even have to explain you better say same girl she's like same Serena girl got she's you, like oh she? another another chacha another chacharina disillusioned in <laughs> <laughs> uh, other news if you watch Drag Race Down Under season 2 and would like to hear our thoughts about it on Monday We'll be dropping uh, the first of two parts where we take a sort of high-level review of the season. We don't, we're not going to do episode by episode, just kind of like a high-level critique. Did the season work overall? What were the good challenges? What were the good runways? What were the good dramas? You know, guest judges, lip syncs, etc., etc. So that's mm-hmm. over there at headsofpodcast.com if you'd like to sign up and support the show and get that for your, your troubles. Other than that, we'll be back next week for episode six. Of Drag Race mm-hmm. UK Season 4, which is Snatch Game. And of course, now after hosting Clankety Clank, we are experts at it. So you, Oh yeah, this is it. Yeah. People will have been will have been like saying that, you know, our drag race chops are are we're, we're questionable at best for doing this podcast. But from now on, we know Snatch Game inside and, and out. out. <laughs> so we're making top tier critiques next week. Yeah. Uh okay. That's all for the show. You can head over to Instagram and like us at SissyThatPod uh, and yeah, engage with us over there. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Other than that, we'll chat mm-hmm. to you next week. See you, love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.